Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to hmm, give some tokens to find out. Until we get 10,000 tokens, we're going to start with our top five for movies and TV shows for 2019. We're going to do something a little bit different this week, aren't we? Yeah, just a little bit. So we got we got a surprise show. I mean, obviously, if you check the, the show notes of the title, you know what it is. But we're going to go ahead and start with the top five for our movies and TV shows that Rima and I are excited for for 2019. So Rima, if you'd like to jump in, you can give us a starting point of what your one of your five. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be back with you, Sean. I'm just going to start off with that. This is our first show of 2019. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's our first show. We took that week off. So this is our first show of 2019. So welcome back, dude. I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. It's great to be back. I know. And I'm really excited to to talk about our top shows because it's the start of a new year. There's some really great shows coming back, uh, some new shows, some returning shows. So I'm going to start it off. I know this is a top five, but you know me and how I, I like to go against authority and numbering <laughs> anything. Um, this is in no general order. So I'm just going to start off with the first one on my list, and that's Stranger Things. Yes, we don't have much details yet. We've got a no. um, a poster that came out on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, And like what I love about, I mean, of course, we, that's kind of our staple, but I love that yes. this is going to take place during the summer. The kids are a little older, and that uh-huh. poster is being dissected ridiculously by people smarter than me. Uh, Yeah, me too. Me too. I know. I need to go read some more about it. But, you know, I kind of... I don't like spoilers, but I'm not against trailers. I'm kind of one of those people that I'll I'll watch a teaser, I'll watch a trailer, um, but I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to be ruined on anything. So... I feel like, with at least with Stranger Things, I feel like I kind of want to stay away from it because we do cover it, and um, I, maybe I want to stay away from some of that discussion. Um, have you read too much on it? No, I mean, I saw like a little, like, somebody had some bullet points of, like, there was some stuff in Russian, and they had some questions about, like, the kids' socks, and huh. I didn't really, like, read into it or, like, digest it much, just kind of, like I said, saw the bullet points, but right. I'm kind of the same boat on that. Like, I don't really want something to kind of, like put an impression on me before I go and watch it because exactly you know I think of a great show like we just covered which was uh the how ha- the haunting of hill house you know if, mm-hmm. if you go out and you see where the ghosts are I think it kind of ruins it for you yeah so like seeing it afterwards I totally enjoy it's like oh crap I missed that one let me go back and see it and that's how I feel about this is I would much rather mm-hmm. watch the show get, you know digest it without any impression from anything whatsoever and then go back and be like oh okay I get that now I see that yeah that makes sense and, yeah, and my reasoning for that too is I don't know if we've talked about it, but like uh, Signs was a movie that came out years ago, mm-hmm. and somebody Loved had told it. me that like that movie was like it wasn't about aliens, it was about God, and so the oh. whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, how? No, these are aliens. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand. Like where's this God thing coming in? And it ruins it for me. So I, yeah. I try to stay away from that as much as I can. Yeah, I. that's hilarious that somebody told you that. Um, it's like they were trying to ruin it for you. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. We we did learn. I mean, we've kind of known for a while, had some information that it was probably going to be the summer before we released it. And normally whenever it's released is normally the time 
frame that they're in, right? Yeah. So we've we've had October releases and and it's been released at Halloween. And then when the show opens, they're in their Halloween costumes. It's Halloween. Um so uh we knew this was probably gonna be around summer, didn't know for sure when when we first heard. Um so stood to reason that it was going to be summertime. So it'll be super cool to see um, you know, Hawkins, Indiana in the summertime, see it a little bit differently. The kids are uh, you know, slightly over a year older. We did get news um if you didn't listen to our last um, podcast, or of course, see any of it all over social media. They did release the date, July fourth, um, is the premiere date for Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, that they announced on uh, New Year's Eve night. I stayed up to midnight, people, nice. just to get this information. I haven't stayed up to midnight <laughs> on New Year's Eve in an embarrassingly amount of years. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I heard that they were going to release that information. I was like, guess who's staying up? And I did. <laughs> so yeah, July 4th. Uh, so Stan's Reason is going to be 4th of July in the show. We're going to get some, I bet, some fireworks of all kinds um, if you've watched the show. So I'm super excited for season three. Um, I mean, of course, you know, we do cover the show. It's kind of our landmark show that we cover amongst other things, but just super excited. I think it's a really great show. I'm excited to see we've got some new cast members coming in, some new blood, and I think it's going to be really great. I'm excited. It's going to be, um, oh shoot, what was the year? Was it going to be 1985? I think so, yeah. I think. So, be so that's the, about as much as I know. The year before it. I was born. Oh, Sean, you child. <laughs> you child. Here I am thinking about, man, I remember 1985 so vividly. And here you are telling me that you're born after. Home with you. Go home with you. I do like, oh, I mean, like goodness. in the first two seasons of Stranger Things, they're kind of their own independent thing, too. So, like, this, this will be its own kind of story, which will be pretty cool. So, you kind of get to watch mm-hmm. it from that aspect of where it's just its own thing to an extent. So, I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first one I'm starting off with. I feel like we have to mention that one, or at least one of us has to mention it. And that one was mine. And I am done. You always have a great list. Anytime that we're talking about some of our top shows or movies, um, you always have a really great list that I wish I had thought of. So I want to get into your list. Well, I have way more than five. And I kind of did that because I expected <laughs> like, there might be some run over. Like Stranger Things was obviously on my list. Mm hmm. But my number five, or, or the first one I want to talk about, it's a show that you and I, I think, have had an off-again, on-again relationship with. Oh. Uh, I've wanted to give this show up numerous times. The first half of the season was pretty good. <laughs> um, it kind of ruined it a bit for me with, with how one of the characters left. I, I don't know how deep we want to get into spoiler territory for it, but I'm pretty excited for the second half of The Walking Dead. Um. <gasps> Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the comics. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the whispers in the comics are really really cool, and it mm-hmm. seems like they're kind of going in that direction. Which you know that gets the show like in a c- completely different direction. It's like very scary, very creepy, very horror movie like, which I'm a big fan of. Absolutely. You know i I don't have a lot. Oh, well, the the new showrunner I can't remember what her name is. Um, um Angela Kang. Yeah, I think she's done yep. a good job. We yeah, get, she has. Um, the oh, what's the, I always forget his name. I dislike him. He's he's running the whole the whole shebang now. Scott Gimple. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's running the whole universe now. And I feel like the whole. Uh, yeah, I guess we won't get into it too far. There, there's things <laughs> about the first half of this episode, the first half of the ones that I wasn't too happy about. But again, I mm-hmm. think this is going to a, a different place. They're making it move a little bit quicker, and I, I feel like just from the I don't know if you've seen any of the teaser trailers that they've put out. 
Yes, I have. Very creepy. Very, very well creepy. done, I think. Uh, yes. And that very last episode from the first half was really well done, I thought. Uh, the uh-huh. kind of, like, it wasn't a uh, cliffhanger to the extent of the cliffhangers we've had before. So I think they mm-hmm. did a really good job with that. Upset with the character that died in that episode. Um, yep. In my opinion, I think was another uh, aspect of that show I hate where things yeah. outside of the show, the creative, you know, right decisions is the money and the outside politics, not really what's best for the show itself, I think kind of came in play there. Um, I agree. But again, in comic books, uh, Robert Kirkman did a great job with the whispers. Uh, and so I'm really, really excited to see what happens here in this next season. You know, I am too. And you and I have had a lot of conversations, especially about uh, this current season, um, the the first half that just aired, and then talking about what to expect or what we anticipate for the upcoming um, second half that starts up in, um, gosh, is it February 10th? I I know it's February. So it's coming up really, really soon. Um, But you and I have had lots of conversations about it. We've been big fans of the show for a long time, and uh, we've had on-air and uh, lots of off-air conversations. And and we're we're pretty much in the same, you know, um, area with our feelings about it. I've struggled. I mean, it's – it – hurts the heart to see you know where the show started and how how great it was and and where it was going and then it kind of just had these missteps that it started to lose me but i you know i'm loyal to the show i was faithful and thought you know what i'm just i'm gonna wait for these guys to turn it around i'm gonna hang in there because i have faith and i'm just gonna have faith of where the story is going and where they're trying to take us and what they're telling us but man they made it hard they made it hard to hang in there and this first half was rough i mean I feel like this this could be spoiler if you've never seen the show. So if you've never seen The Walking Dead and you're not current, I'm going to go ahead and just mention this one thing that happened in the first half. And uh, so skip ahead if you want just a little. And that was the death of Andrew Lincoln, um, his you know his character Rick in in the show. I thought because we we found out so long like way early yeah, way before it, was, it happened we yeah. knew last four episodes of rick grimes exactly well they announced it during comic con yeah. you know in san diego so it's like holy shit so we've got all this time to deal with it and i thought well maybe i need this time to process because i need grieving time mm-hmm. Andrew rick grimes is was my favorite damn character on the show from the moment he opened his eyes coming out of that coma and i thought how can they do this to me mm-hmm. i felt like it was a personal betrayal um so I thought, I don't know. I seriously questioned as much as what I've stuck with this show, you know, I've never quit. And and even when I, at times when I thought I wanted to quit, I'm like, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm just, just stop being stupid. But this, I really thought this is what's going to get me to quit the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to watch a show without Rick Grimes on the show. How can you even fathom such a thought? And we got past that episode where we no longer have him. And I thought... Oh my God! I think I'm going to be able to hang in there. Yeah. I think I can see where this is going. And you're right. We we and I won't spoil any more for anyone. So I'm done with that. But like you were touching on in that last episode, where you had the surprise um, uh, ending, and we did lose someone that was quite shocking. But what an introduction to what's to come. Yeah. And like you, it became scary again. I have not been scared. Um, 
in The Walking Dead for a long time. I haven't been scared. I mean, it's been a great ride. It's been entertainment, but I haven't been scared. Oh, it's been and a And these yeah. teasers, yeah, these teasers are scaring me. I was scared. Yeah. And I was scared during that the, the uh, mid-season finale. That that was a scary episode. I was like, oh, shit, what's happening yeah, here? So great, I'm excited. Great horror movie-esque, and that seems like what you're going to get here. I'm a little nervous that once they run this Whisperer course, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. Because the next bit of comics, that's the problem with like, the comics are kind of like, if it's kind of boring, you can get through it. And But they've run through a lot of the really good material that they should have been knocking it out of the park in the in the show. Yeah. And the next bit of the comic that's out is kind of a little bit boring to me. Really? So I'm okay. curious if they keep going down that path, if it's going to be a very, very rough year. Um, I mean, they've probably oh, still boy. got a year or so of material. And they may take it a completely different direction. But um, right now I'm going to enjoy that I'm excited. It's... Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to watch it this year. Like the start of the season, I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch it, but I will. I know. I had to kind of, I was trying to bring you around a little yeah. bit. I remember. <laughs> the, the two seasons before, I was just kind of like, I was excited for, I think, three seasons ago. Then the sixth season, like, oh, yeah, I guess it starts. And this one's like, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but they got me invested again. So I'm, I'm putting it on a list to, to watch for sure. I like it. You know, that's really sad. I didn't have it anywhere on my list, even the honorable mentions. And that's kind of sad because I am excited for it. But there is, God, there's just so much good TV that I'm looking yeah. forward to. So um, not that I'm not looking forward to it, but I didn't even have it on my list. Good, good selection. Good choice. I like it. Um, I'm going to, okay, so my next one, I'm going to write down the date because it was just announced and I forgot to add it to my list. So the next one, um, anyone that knows me just knows I'm a huge fan of this show and uh, I'm so excited. I am just, uh, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm jumping out of my skin. Is Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, Returning. Uh, on HBO, and we just got the date. Uh, as we are recording this um, tonight, it was just released this uh, just a few days ago on Sunday evening on HBO. They announced um, it was coming back April 14th. For all of you who may not have heard, if you've been living under a rock um, and are a fan of the show, it is coming out April 14th. So we're in the final season of Game of Thrones. And I don't want to go too far into spoiler territory or anything that's happened, but man, it has been a hell of a ride with everything that's happened, um, especially in this last season um, and, and where they took the story and at the pace that they took the story. I mean, man, we had characters moving all over the place um, geographically um, and, and and as far as their characters as well and the um, arc of the characters. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. It's one of my favorite shows ever. I just don't think there has been a, a consistently great series such as this that, in my opinion, episode after episode, season after season has been so fantastic and knocks it out of the park every time. And just when you think this is the peak, they can't get any better. They do. Yeah. There's, there's very few shows anymore. Like walking dead early on used to be like that where Sundays Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, my wife doesn't like watching TV. She just can't get into TV very well. So I'm like walking dead. I'm watching it. I used to actually go out to my in-laws and we'd watch it together Mm-hmm. But Game of Thrones is the other one where I'm like, I'm not, I'm watching it the day it comes out. Like, yes. I'm sorry, that's, I have to watch it the day it comes out. Especially, I mean, I'll put on my nerdy glasses. When I read the books, <laughs> I didn't care as much because I'm like, well, I know what happens. 
But now right. that I don't, it's like I can't be spoiled. Like I don't want to miss on Sunday. Get get you know on the computer on Monday. Pull up Yahoo and be like, oh my god, Hodor is the Night King. I know if you if you're a fan of the show and you don't watch it like immediately when it airs, then you better just become a social pariah. Oh yeah, or I'm sorry, a social um, just stay the hell away from social media because either you're going to get spoiled by social media, you're going to have that asshole in the office that's yep. going <laughs> to tell you or talk to you about it. Um, people that have no respect for those types of things uh, to keep quiet. Um, so yeah, and of course, why would you want to wait if you're able to watch it? I know things come up, life happens. Um, you know, and it takes you away from it. But man, if you're not sitting your ass down when it airs on HBO, yeah. I mean, I mean, with HBO uh, Go and all those, it's like you don't have to start it right. Like, I mean, you remember back in the day, like mm-hmm. when the show started at eight, you had to watch it at eight. They had a replay, yeah, maybe no 10 or 11. But now yeah. with HBO Go and DVR, it's like, okay, I can't watch it right now because I don't want my kid to see all these things fighting and zombies and whatnot. So you pause it. Exactly. You know, throw him in his room and lock the door and say, hey, <laughs> You know, throw him, throw him some milk and <laughs> cookies or something to keep him. <laughs> and then you kick on the show and you start watching. If he gets mouthy, you just, hey, I'll throw you to the Night King. Look what happened to that other baby. That's right. Do you want to see what happens to babies in Game of Thrones, <laughs> buddy? <laughs> that's, keep that's, your trap shut. That's good parenting, right? Um, that's my parenting. I don't know about good parenting, but it's my parenting. <laughs> No, but I am super, super excited for this to come out. I'm kicking all my HBO Go when it gets back on and definitely watch it when it first comes out. Hells yeah. I mean, I know so many people like, I don't have HBO. I don't have HBO or I don't want to pay for it. Um, there's so many ways to get it. And even HBO, I know, gives like they're like Netflix and all of them are kind of always like, you know, well, we know people are doing it, but we don't we don't uh, we don't promote it. HBO was like totally promoting people who didn't like have HBO Go or HBO Now. They were like, yeah, share your password with people, share your login info. Oh, we really? want people to watch. Yeah, yeah they oh. were they were doing that like a, a year or two ago. I can't remember, but they were totally like, yeah, uh, we want you to do that. If you have it, let other people watch and have access to it. And I thought, yeah, go because you know people are going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so they have a really great attitude about it. They want people to watch it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm it's, it's bittersweet because it is the final season. Yeah. So no more after this. Um, but they're doing, there it are some so right though, because they're going to finish this, like they're finishing this story. And I was thinking yeah. about this the other day, like they're going to do a prequel. Yeah. There are some prequels in the works. So we know yeah. that's coming, but even then, like, um, with, with this show, like they could go in the future too. Like they could say, okay, well, we're going to go a hundred years after this story. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to really know what happened in between there because, you know, they already talk about like, you know, like Brand the Builder and stuff like that. Like there's already these stories in this universe that we kind of know a little bit about. You know, when you get, you know, 100 years in the future, they just mention, oh, yeah, remember Jon Snow of the South? He was yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, yeah, cool story, bro. Let's go fight some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll totally be down for that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. that We do have those. They are... I know that they're casting. Um, we've seen some casting news, uh, you know, come come through um, for for those prequels. So at least the universe will live on. I'm hoping that they are as good as what we've had with Game of Thrones. It's been really great, and I'm super excited. Um, did you get so, your yeah. uh, audition letter for that? You know, I did. Ah, oh, sweet. Because I was going to say they said <laughs> Rima and Sean, Potters of the North. They totally wanted yes. that in there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> 
doing so, it. So, Night King, what what makes you want to be a Night King? Don't touch me. I don't want to freeze. <laughs> exactly. That's great. So what's next on your list? All right. So I'm going to jump into a movie. Uh, and this is one that when I saw, I didn't even know I really wanted this until I saw the trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a DC movie coming out. It's a movie that, uh, I mean, D- the DC universe has kind of hit a lot of stinkers. Like there hasn't yeah. really been a ton of great ones. Like Wonder Woman was good. Aquaman just came out, did really, really well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But when this trailer came out, like instantly I'm like, oh my God, this is a big version of, this is a superhero big version. Like this is mm-hmm. the big movie, but a superhero version of that. And that's Shazam. So it looks super fun. Uh, It's like it's about a kid who you know has this like deity give him like superpower, so he just has to say the name Shazam, and he becomes a superhero. And I don't know if have you seen the trailer for it yet. I have not seen the trailer. I remember seeing um, some of the production things coming out, but I haven't seen like a full trailer yet. It just uh, if you get sounds fun. Yeah, it's it just looks like a fun ride. Like. They might tie it into it the DCU a little bit, like the DC uh-huh. universe. Um, but I mean, like the the trailer you have, like I said, it's he becomes the superhero, but he's still kind of got a kid personality, very mm-hmm. much like Tom Hanks and Big. Like, yeah, he's an adult, but he's still a kid. Nice. And he's got a buddy that's tagging along with him, and they're trying to figure out, it's like, well, what are your superpowers? And so, like, they're like videotaping this, and like he punches through like a brick wall. It's like, oh my god, you have superhuman strength! And the next scene is him doing the rubber band dance. <laughs> and uh, then they go through, and they're uh, um, in a grocery store or something. There's a robber, and he stops him. He gets shot with bullets, and like, oh my god, you have bullet immunity! He's like, I'm <laughs> immune to bullets. He's like, now you're gonna die, robber. Punches oh him, throws gosh. him through the thing. It's it's gonna be it a fun ride, fun. yeah. Like, I feel like this will be like DC's Guardians of the Galaxies kind of thing. So, um, Oh, well, th- I think that's much needed because DC definitely leans more towards the dark. Yeah. You know, like with Batman and, you know, um, which I love. I'm a huge fan. I'm just, I, I don't do the whole DC Marvel war thing. I just love comics. I love my specific characters I've been in love with since I was a kid and first opened a comic book. Um but, you know, DC has always kind of leaned itself more towards the dark, and Marvel's always been at least a little bit more light. So it's good to see something a little bit lighter come out of, you know, something fun. And, you know, if you talk about it, you know, kind of like a, a, a movie that's like big for with superheroes mixed in. I loved Big. You know, that was a great movie in the day. So um, if it's something like that, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Um, just haven't caught the trailer. I remember hearing about it, though, and lots of buzz around it, but I didn't know that the trailer was out. See, I don't... I miss things. Well, you give, think I know everything, and I miss things. Give it a watch and let me know what you think. But I'm going to. I wrote it down on my list right now with, with all this other stuff, so I'm going to watch it after we're done recording tonight for sure. But yeah, that's my, my number four. Uh, my, the first movie on our list is Shazam. That's awesome. See, this is why I love doing these lists with you because you're enlightening me and you're educating me and uh, exposing me to some new things that I wouldn't have otherwise uh, probably uh, missed. All right, my next one on my list. This is one that I got swept into after the first season had already aired last year. Um, I was on, I had been interested. I think we even had a listener or two write in uh, to us and said, hey, you guys should watch this show. You might even think about covering it. It's super fun, super dark. 
um, and would be perfect for you guys, um, but never had a chance to watch it because it airs on BBC America, um, and it's Killing Eve. Okay, I haven't seen it. Have you heard of that Mm. one? So, uh, what do I say about it without saying too much? So, Sandra Oh stars in Killing Eve. She was a a long time, uh, played a character on Grey's Anatomy for uh, a very long time. I am a huge fan. I don't care what you say. I don't care. Uh, I like what I like, and you can judge me, and I don't care. Uh, I'm rubber, you're glue. Um, is uh, I loved Grey's Anatomy, and I still love it. Um, it's not as great today, but um, always loved that show. So a big fan of Sandra Oh. She's the lead. She works in London, and she was working for, oh gosh, what was the agency she was working for? Kind of like... Um, it wasn't Scotland Yard, but it was kind of in the detective realm. And I should have probably written this down so I could sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. But she ends up getting this role uh, looking for um, an assassin. There's an assassin taking people out and mm. she gets put on this team, like the super secret team to find this assassin and take them out, get rid of them, stop them. You know, they're killing these people. Um, and that's, very much laid out in the show without me spoiling anything because it goes so much deeper and it's so much more. But it, this is not what I expected. The, the writing is so clever. Sandra Oh is such a, a lovable to me character. Um, she says the funniest things like she loves the dark and macabre and gets a little twisty, dark and twisty with, um, with her job. And I find it so hilarious because I see myself in, <laughs> in that as well. Um, cause she'll say inappropriate things about, you know, these killings and, and how excited she is about it. And people are like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, that's the kind of reactions I get. People think I'm such a weirdo that I get excited about this stuff. So anyway, it is super fun. Um, I, I binged, Almost all the episodes on an airline flight that I was on. Um, oh, I nice! I was bored, like with all of my stuff that I had downloaded and uh, record, you know, had ready and stuff. And I was, so I was checking out what they had, and they had Killing Eve, and I was like, "Yes, I've been wanting to watch that," and they've got it available. So I watched like four or five episodes. It's only like eight episodes, That's I think, in a season. So it's not bad. It's it's pretty bingeable and watchable. It's really great, and it's a fun, fun watch. It's smart. It's fun. Um, and it's a little bit different than what that what you'd normally see. Well, the season two is coming out. It was announced on April seventh, um, so I'm super excited to see that because it left um, you know like a hell of an ending in season one. And I would encourage um, anyone if if any of that interests you at all, um, then I recommend it and think everyone should check it out. It's fun, and she nice. just won a Golden Globe for that role too. How many? And you said how many seasons does it have so far? Just one or? Just one, and season two comes out on April 7th. Awesome. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. And it airs on BBC America, which most folks have. But what happened, um, I finished it. I didn't get to finish it on the plane. So when I got home, um, if you have if you have accessibility to the AMC app, AMC on their app was um, had all of the episodes there after it had aired. So they were making it available as well. So if you have access to the AMC app or any of that programming, they made it available as well. So go watch it. And it's on Hulu. It was just released on Hulu. So go watch season one and get ready for season two if you haven't already. I like it. Yeah. Well, What's next on yours? Next on my list, this is a show that, um, yeah, God, it's, it's really long running. It's been out since 2005. Oh. And it's got, it's got a Walking Dead tie into it. 
Uh, but they are doing a big family reunion in this, I believe, in this season coming in the second half of the season coming up, and it's supernatural. I don't know if you've if you've watched much of that show or not. I, man, this would totally this is like totally up my alley, right? You'd think I would have watched every single um, season of this show, and I have not. And it's, I feel like I should. I'm I'm kind of upset with myself. I got into it uh, like when Netflix streaming started getting big, like in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a few years behind, but I just started like you know going through it. Like I think I got the first season or two on disc, and then just started getting through it and caught up. Yeah, but it's a show that whenever I get like two or three seasons behind, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to rewatch that, and then I'll kind of binge through it and get caught back up. So I'm mm-hmm. still like two or three seasons behind on it, but. Like this is all in the news, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in this mm-hmm. series as the Winchesters Dean and their brother Dean and the Dean Winchesters, blah, the Winchesters. It uh-huh. was their dad, John Winchester, and he died like early in the first couple seasons. But you know, in supernatural fashion, very much comic book like, nobody stays dead forever. Of course. And so the Winchesters are all having a big family reunion coming up soon. Uh, they just yep. had a big article in the Entertainment Weekly and all that stuff. I so. saw that. To, yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's uh, it's such a fun show. Like the, the the two main characters in this, they play really well with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of it, it gets a little repetitive at times, but still, it's just kind of got that you know. Um, not really uh, soap opera, but you know, just you think of those like uh, detective books or western books. Right. It's the same story, just told slightly different. Yeah. So I'm really, really pumped to try and get caught back up to see this. And like you, know, you, you got Jeffrey Dean Morgan who was in Walking Dead. One of mm-hmm. my favorite scenes from a more recent episode is uh, one of the, I think it was Dean picks up a bat that has barbed wire wrapped around it. Oh, yeah. And he says something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, that was dad's bat. Oh, it was always his favorite. Because Jeffrey hilarious. Dean Morgan is playing Negan in Walking Dead. Negan so yeah, with Lucille. Yep, yep. Nice. So kind of short and sweet. But yeah, my number three on this list is just Supernatural. I like it. And I've always sat there because it's in the news a lot because people, this is a, a really popular show. So I hear a lot about it and I'm always kicking myself thinking, why haven't you started this show? Clearly it's, it's been around. I mean, they're getting ready. This is all in celebration of their 300th yeah. episode. That's a hell of a long time to be on air, yep. especially in this day and age and to still be popular. Like people are still watching it. They're well, they have to be because they're still renewing it and they're on the air. If, if it sucked, then they would take them off. So, so clearly people are still enjoying it. They're still having fun with it. Um, and I'm like, why am I not watching this show? So so I'm, I'll just ask you, since you have watched it, I mean, clearly public opinion people like it, but does it really hold up then for that long? I mean, you said it, some of it can be a little repetitive, same story told different ways, but is it does it still like hang in there pretty well throughout all the time from the first season to like where you're at now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you get through like season one through seven. I think those are all really, really strong. Um, eight, nine, you know, just like anything, it kind of takes a little bit of a work to get through. Yeah. Um, I think I'm on 11 maybe. And there's, there's an episode that I've tried to get through like three or four times that I've had trouble getting through. Yeah. But that, that all kind of ties just more to time. Um, Right. It is a lot of episodes. I mean, each season's about 20 episodes long. Whew. You would love the music in it, though. Like uh, every yeah. half, no, I'm sorry, every last episode or penultimate episode, they play Carry On Wayward Son. 
Oh, nice. And they kind of like, here's here's the road so far, and they basically play like the rest, like kind of a quick like highlight of the season up to the final episode. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of great music. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the guy who plays Dean Winchester much, but he's an awesome dude. Um, and I think that's what they've done a great job is just like these guys like doing this show. So yes. I don't think they ask for extraordinary salaries. Um, it's a pretty simple show to shoot, I would think, because mm-hmm. it's it's always like different characters usually come in because it's anywhere USA, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of fighting this specific you know monster in this town like Monster of the Week. But they always have kind of like an overarching um, you know big bad throughout the season, um, right? Try- I mean, I. I've always kind of known what the show was about in a, in a sense. I knew that they were brothers. I've seen, you can't not be on the internet and see like memes of these guys or short clips of these two, two guys that play brothers and see how well they get along and how they really consider themselves family. So I feel that that probably does play a part in the longevity um, of the show and probably why it does so well is, is are those two. And it kind of reminds me even not having watched it, just hearing enough about it in the news and because it is so popular, you always hear sprinkles of kind of, I know what the show's about. It reminds me almost like a, um, of like charmed. I was a huge fan of charmed in the day. Yeah. So it's kind of, it reminds me of that a little bit, but for guys, instead of the, the sisters, you have the brothers, um, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I can get that. So it's I thought, good. I could totally like dig this show. Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of feel to it too. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't take itself too serious. Every now and then it has a somewhat serious moment. Um, uh, it's there's a moment in I don't remember what season it was, but there's a moment in that where I haven't cried during too many like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a moment one of those where I actually got kind of choked up quite a bit. Like Aww. one of the character deaths kind of got to me pretty hard. Oh, man. Well, and you know, Jared Padalecki, who plays one of the Winchester brothers, was in Gilmore Girls. And uh, my kiddo and I are just absolutely bananas over Gilmore Girls. That's like our show. Uh-huh. Like we are Rory and Laura like Gilmore in <laughs> the show. And uh, he played one of the characters, one of the main characters for a while, um, several seasons in the Gilmore Girls. So I already have a fondness for him. So I'm like, I don't know why I'm not watching this show already, but... Um, I think I'll try and take that on sometime soon. Yeah. Give it a th- whirl. 300 episodes would be really, really tough to get through like in a binge, but you'd have to pace yourself. Like I you said, know, first five seasons I'm, aren't tough at all to get through, I don't think. You know, I'm not a sprinter. I'm I'm a marathon runner. I'm in for the long haul, mm. so I, I don't have to binge. There are some shows I'll binge. There are others where I'm kind of like, I'm just going to take this easy. I'll take what, what one or two episodes here and there and just uh, – you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's right. That's what I do. I like it. Well, damn it. Add another to the list. It's all, <laughs> It's been on my Netflix list for like forever. I think it's just intimidating me because of how many episodes it is, yeah. how long it's been going on. And I'm like, how the hell do I even begin to watch the show? I think that's just when you just got to say, all right, let's push play on the pilot and watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just freaking press play, turn it on. All right. I love it. See, look what you're doing. You're introducing me to so many new things. I'm not. I'm not helping you out at all here. Um, the next one on my list. Uh, hey, we just covered the the movie uh, la- the last time we were on, and that's Black Mirror. I'm so ready yes. for the new season. We don't know where the hell it's uh, when it's coming. Uh, we know it should be 2019. We know we got pushed back a little bit because Bandersnatch. Uh, if you haven't watched it, God, go do it. It's an experience. I feel like everybody should at least do it one time. Uh, and I hope you love it, but 
because that was such a huge project for the creators and the writers of Black Mirror, um, the remainder of the season uh, has been pushed back. Still no release date as of the recording um, tonight, but we know it will be coming this year. It will be on Netflix. It will be season five. And I am really looking forward to it. We are big fans of Black Mirror here. That is a a show that we cover. I'm still hoping to one day we're going to have a little bit of a hiatus, not really taking the time off, but having the time to record on the seasons um, that we weren't able to record on before. We we got season four last year, but we missed uh, one through three. I'd love to um, go back and and talk about those with you. It's it's an amazing uh, series. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I, no dates yet or anything, but yeah, I'm really excited for that to drop this year. I need, I've seen every season so far except season three. I really need to get through and rewatch that, which again, a hiatus. That's where it'd be nice to be like, hey, guess what? We're going to do Black Mirror season three. So kind of no, got that one in my back I know. pocket. It, it's always in our back pocket. I know people will ask us every time Black Mirror comes back when the new season is back. They're like, are you guys ever going to talk about it? Trust me, it is on our radar and we want to. Uh, there are just so many things that keep popping up that we would love to cover. And um, it's always there. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, and and we are passionate about that show and, and we want to do it. So, you know, uh, that's where we're at with it today. Um, it would be lovely if we had a, a release date for season five and then we could maybe put that on the calendar. Go ahead and and. and you know, schedule some time to record um, season three out uh, in anticipation of five. It's definitely the blessing and the curse of Netflix. Like there's so much (sighs) on there, the blessing, but the curse is you don't know when it's coming. So for a show like us, it makes it more difficult to plan. But then again, that makes it great to be like, hey, we're going to do, wait, nope, sorry, not doing that. We're doing this new show that just released yesterday. I know. It's just, there's so much good TV right now and so many things. Netflix is really being pretty cool about releasing some of these things that, you know, kind of cover our spectrum of things that interest us as far as, you know, what we like to cover here at Strange Indeed with some of these, you know, off the wall kind of shows and dark and kind of twisty things um, that that we love to cover. So um, they're kind of just keeping us busy. Um, We'll get to it one day, but I'm really looking forward to Black Mirror. It is such, if you guys haven't watched it yet, I know we do have many fans of it, um, uh, you know, of it here uh, that people contribute on with us. But if you haven't, highly encourage you. They're all on Netflix and they're super easy. The first season only had like, what, four episodes? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's like 20, I think like totals like maybe 20 episodes for the first yeah. four seasons. Totally. And, and the other uh, season two and three are all six episodes. Season four was only six episodes. So it's, it's very easily watchable. It is an anthology if you don't already know that, which means you can just jump in and watch any damn uh, season and episode that you want um, and, and not have to know what the hell's going on. So you can pick and choose as you go. And that's what's amazing um, about the creative minds behind the show. So Black Mirror cannot wait, especially after just having watched Bandersnatch. Yeah. I mean, that definitely that got the so Black Mirror uh, whistle <laughs> wet a little bit. I know. I got my juices flowing. I'm like, come on with the rest <laughs> of the season already. So talk about a tease, that's for sure. So yeah, Black Mirror on my list for 2019. Well, my number two then on this list too is I'm going back to movies. This one's coming out, I believe, this Friday. So it should be out at the time this comes out. Nice. And it's M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Yes. So I had never seen uh, Unbroken or Unbreakable with Unbreakable. Uh, Bruce Willis. Um, oh, I did go okay. see Split, and I love Split. Um, so I'm really pumped for this movie. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch Unbreakable before I go see 
glass, but I would recommend that you do. Have you? I recommend that you watch Unbreakable. I yeah, I think before. there's a lot of like un- unused footage too. I thought I heard that yeah, they're putting I into think you're this. Right. Um, but I love that M Night Shyamalan's creating like his own comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Little nervous you're going to get the M Night Shyamalan. Oh, what a twist! But uh, yeah, you never know. That's a risk. And I think there's been mixed reactions on it so far. Um, I, my my theory is that uh, the main girl they keep showing um, this is going to be like her main. This is so. I don't know if this is really spoilers. It's not. I don't know anything. But is it your speculation? It's my speculation. Um, the girl that they keep showing, she's like opening a comic book, and like everything in the comic book kind of happens. So uh-huh. my speculation is that her superpower is she can kind of manipulate reality. Oh. So these guys have these superpowers because she kind of envisions it kind of thing. Like oh. to me, that's going to be the – makes it happen. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the what a twist part. But um, don't have a lot more to really say about it except just I'm kind of pumped for this glass movie and we'll see kind of how it ties into this trilogy. I definitely want to be pumped because I – I won't say that I love every single thing that M. Night Shyamalan does, but I am a fan of some of his work. Um, you know, I mean, Signs um, and uh, The Sixth Sense. I mean, the uh, maybe not everyone loves Signs. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but The Sixth Sense and, you know, a few of his others are, I thought, really great. Unbreakable was pretty cool, a little bit twisty. I feel like I probably need to watch it again because I think I left wa- watching that and I was kind of scratching my head like, what the hell? Did I just watch what just happened? So if I would recommend if you haven't, you like you've seen Split, um, if you haven't seen Unbreakable, definitely get caught up before because I think there's going to be a lot of elements yeah. from that movie. Um, I've I've always been in, ruined in on a bunch of his movies. Like I told you about the signs thing, and then somebody mm-hmm. told me about the sixth sense that he was a ghost <gasps> before I saw it. Are you shitting yeah. me? So that I feel like that ruined the whole movie for me. What an asshole! Did you yeah. kick him in the balls? Because I was my would. sister, actually. Oh, so you probably didn't kick him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, Remo, what do you have for your last favorite thing for 2019? Oh gosh. Well, this is one that. Um, is it? Is it's a little bit different. At least as far I know, I, I'm not talking about things that we cover um, all the time or whatever, but things that I find interesting. And one of those is a series from HBO called Big Little Lies. Um, It's on HBO. The second season is returning this year. Uh, I don't know what month. They haven't yet released what month, so I can't tell you. I think it's spring but I could be off, but we don't have an exact date or anything. I was trying to find exact dates in case people were interested and wanted to write them down or something, but Hey, stay tuned. I'm sure they'll release it when they do. So sometime this year, and I think maybe spring, we're going to get big little lies season two. Big little lies is based on a series of books, um, that I had not read. So I was kind of coming into this, um, just watching the show. I, I kind of came onto it like a month late. I remember it getting some big hype and I'm thinking, what is all the, it has a great cast. I mean, for sure. It's got Nicole Kidman, uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, uh, Shailene Woodley, um, Zoe. Um, um, oh shoot. What, what's her name? Um, Lisa Bonet's daughter, Zoe Kravitz. There it oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it's got a great cast of folks, great supporting cast of folks. They've even gotten some new people in uh, for the second season. Uh, I think uh, Meryl Streep is in the second season. So some really great cast members, really great performances, really strong performances. And what a great story uh, about women and women coming together out of all of these different circumstances and how um, these events bring these women together who may not um, have come together otherwise. And it's strong and it's powerful. And uh, I loved it. My, I remember my daughter watched it uh, just before me. She's like, my God, mom, are you watching this? And I'm like, well, I want to, I just haven't yet. And she's like, stop what you're doing and watch it now. Uh-huh. It was only a handful of episodes. Um, it wasn't like a real long super series. Um, so it was easy to watch. I couldn't stop watching once I got started. She loved it so much. She watched it again just a few months ago. She's oh, probably nice. watched it like three times already. She really loved it. So I would highly encourage um, everyone to go check that out. There's not a whole lot I can say without spoiling it, but it is a really strong, impactful story um, about women uh, coming out of the situation and I can't wait to see where um, it, it comes comes up on season two. Have you heard of that one at all? I haven't. It, came it, out? it sounds familiar. What what did you say which uh, channel that's on? It's on HBO. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. sure I saw a trailer for it or something while watching Game of Thrones or something that was on there. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely um especially whenever it was out and then you'll see it like on the featured series and stuff if you're on like the uh, HBO Now or something like that, you'll see it. Um and then uh, there's been lots of hype around season 2 um since you know we know that it's coming out this year. So you definitely can't really be too much on um like what, looking at the entertainment stuff and not see something about uh, Big Little Lies. Um so I'm I really loved it had a great time with it. And that's one that I'm certainly waiting for. HBO's definitely, I'm getting my money's worth out of paying for <laughs> HBO every month. A lot of shows on HBO. Um, no, they're not paying me for any of this. Although <laughs> if anybody's listening and you want to, um, I won't say no. <laughs> What's next on your list? Well, my or last... Was that our end? Are we in our, our honorable mentions or is this your yep, number one? This will be my number one. Um, okay. This is a show that I stumped, or this is a movie again. Um, I stumbled into it, uh, one day with my, my father-in-law, we go to movies all the time. It's like, Hey, we'll go see this movie. Like there's nothing else playing. I love that. Oh yeah. And I left like absolutely super enthralled with this movie. And I think this guy has become one of my favorite actors now. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about a guy who has an awesome Mustang car and Theon from game of Thrones, you know, plays a different part in this and comes over and steals his car, kills his yes. dog. Oh my God! Yes, finds out it's like, oh no, you just fucked with John Wick, John fucking Wick, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. First one was great. Like you, you learn like they have this oh whole God. like assassins like universe type thing that they barely touch on. You get John Wick too, which touches on that a ton. Mm-hmm. Really great. And now we get John Wick three, and I am just like, I think they're actually gonna they're trying to make a TV series out of this too called The Continental. Which yes. to me is like just whatever TV show is doing this, whatever their services, take my money. I want to see that because that would just be freaking amazing. 100%. Uh, there's no trailers out for it or anything yet. Um, they, they've got a couple pictures, I think, out. Um, but again, I am just super excited to see John Wick 3. 
Oh my gosh, you and me both. And let me double check when we're done. I there I thought was something released either yesterday or today. <gasps> not uh not a full trailer. I think there might have been a teaser if I, saw I read it correctly. A poster like 2 days ago and the poster was yes. awesome. It was like from the neck down of mm-hmm. John Wick and he's opening a door to the Continental, but you see it from the inside, so the Continental's yes. backwards, and like the date and everything's backwards. It looks so good. Oh, it looks uh, so good. Oh, my God. That's going to be my background, I think, on my phone now. Oh, ugh, so many things I could say right now, and I'm not <laughs> going to. I love the whole John Wick franchise. The first, I mean, I have been a... I'm an 80s child. I've said it a gazillion times on this podcast. So um, Keanu Reeves, growing up with him in the late 80s and the 90s, I've been a huge fan of his for a a long time since Bill and Ted, man. And I I love almost every single thing he does. And and not only his characters, but I really enjoy him as a person. He's just a genuinely good person person he's he does so seem humble like a cool dude. and down to earth yeah he is just genuinely cool and he's super generous like he gives away all of his money and he's been through so much in his life so i will always watch everything that he does and my god when john wick came out i was i was like oh this is this this is fun this is different and i watched it and oh my god i can't not watch it every time it's on yeah. i watch it obsessively all the time that's one like i my buddy rich who we do language of romance he like wouldn't watch he's like what it's about it's keanu reeves it's the what and that's what no. that was my thought when I went there. Like I, I didn't realize how good of an actor Keanu Reeves actually is. Mm-hmm. And like all the stunts and stuff, I think he does most of them on his own. The the actual he does. fighting he scenes, does. like mm-hmm. the three gun stuff he does, like he legit does three gun competition type stuff. So that's dude. That's, he knows kung fu. Yeah, he knows, <laughs> he's a bad. I know kung fu. When he yeah, when he goes in, he goes in full force. He does. I mean, he's. In his oh my god, is he fifty now? Oh my god, I know he's. I guess yeah, he's got to be getting close there. I I, I'll have to look that up. But I mean, for his age, and he is doing about a hundred percent of his own stunts. It is amazing, and that's what makes the movie so great and more genuine. Is you get to see him doing this stuff. I mean, when he goes in it, he learns it like with the Matrix, and he he did. He learned all of that. He learned martial arts and went full force into all of that and. He learned it, and he's done the same thing with John Wick. He learned that. I don't know. I don't remember what they. I don't think that that style of fighting that he does in John Wick. It's like a combination yeah. of all of that. But he trained for so long to really nail that. So I mean, when you see that, that's him, and that's what makes it so great. And um, what's great, you mentioned about him being a good actor. I feel I love Keanu. I really do. But I feel like he does better when he doesn't have to talk so much in movies. When he's yeah, this strong, silent type like in John Wick and he doesn't have as much dialogue he's way better when he's got too much script it's a little bit of a downfall just a little bit yeah, in my I opinion but I love him I still love him and I'm I'm with you I'm uber excited I'm John Wick all the way I know not everyone feels that way but I'm an action girl I I love action movies you know I'm all about it if it blows up people fighting gunfights people getting punched in the face yeah well, and this of of those things, like this kind of feels the most, I mean, besides, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure there's some kind of an assassin's type thing out there, but like this, whenever you see like um, the expendables, like it's very over the top, you know, they're like right. flying over these explosions, but like this, like you see him right. get, you know, messed up and you see him like messing people up in like a realistic fighting way. It's not, you know, right. him throwing 30 knives and killing 80 people with them. It's, you know, it's 
seems semi-realistic. It looks realistic, yeah. yeah. It does seem to bring it down to a more realistic level, like you could believe that somebody would be fighting this way or, um, you know, moving that way and not just taking like a Rambo machine gun and wiping out, you know, yeah, everyone exactly. in an unrealistic manner. So, dude, good choice. Yeah. So that, good, those good are, choice. Those are my top five for the year. Nice. All right. Well, I've got my list is shockingly short. I had my top five and I thought, you know what? I could go on and on and on if I really sat and thought about it. So I was trying to just off the top of my head and keep it somewhat short. So I have a couple honorable mentions that I'm also looking forward to. And I'll just mention mention them very quickly. I won't spend too much time because we spend a lot of time on our top five. Um, Good Omens. Uh, that comes out on Amazon. Have you heard anything about mm-hmm. that? It's a Neil Gaiman. Have you know American Gods? Yeah. yeah. Um, Jason covers that um, on uh, Podcastica, um, or at least he did season one. And uh, so Neil Gaiman, and I might be mispronouncing his name. I'm apologize no, I if I right. am. Um, but he he's also responsible for Good Omens. So it's got a great cast. Um, it looks really great. It comes out, I don't know the month, but it comes out uh, in this year, 2019, and it comes out on Amazon. I know not everyone is, you know, tuned in and has Amazon, um, but if you do, there's some really great programming out there. And uh, so that's where it's going to air. I'm looking forward to that one. I think it's going to be super fun because I love American Gods. Um, so I'm, I've got high hopes for this one. Another one, now this just aired. It's it's just released, uh, but I'm including it on my list for 2019 because it's still released in 2019, and I'm super excited. And that's True Detective Season 3. Yeah, I've seen some trailers for that, and it looks real. I know Season 2 was kind of a downer. Season 1 was really good. Uh, yes. But yeah, oh I'm kind God. of excited for the season Season 3. Well, I'm late to the game. I knew what True Detective was, um, but I was late to watching it. I just watched it. Gosh, a couple months ago or so. Oh my God, obsessed! Like I've somehow remained unspoiled all these years and not knowing what ha- what what happened or whatever. So I watched it and I was totally blown out of the water by how good it was. Uh, I had heard even before I watched season one that season two was a bit of a pooper. So I haven't watched that one, but that's okay because it's an anthology series. Each season um, is its own story. Mm-hmm. So I've watched season one. I'm comfortable skipping for now. I might circle back, who knows, um, to season two. But I, I've heard so many good things about season three. I went ahead and watched it Sunday night when it aired because um, that's, of course, when I got the Game of Thrones um, announcement. It, it aired um, right for True Detective. And I watched it and it was really good. It was really, really good. I won't give anything away, but it's got a really great cast. It has some flavor. If you enjoyed season one, it definitely has some of that flavor. So if if you were missing that, um, I definitely recommend jumping in with season three. Uh, It was, it was really great and it looks good so far. I mean, it's just, we're only in, um, I think they aired two episodes. I only had time to watch the first one, Um, but I'm hearing really great things. It's good so far. So do you have any on your honorable mentions? Uh, just some movies that I'm sure everybody's excited about. I like that you're you're the more TV person. That's <laughs> I know, I'm so TV. <laughs> that's kind of why I like doing this show too because like I've just never had time to sit down and this helps me like focus on that. Yeah. Um, but movies is something I, I always go to. Of course, that's what's mostly on my wit- list. Um, most people know Avengers, obviously. Yes. Um, Spider-Man, we just got a trailer for that a couple of days ago. It looks pretty good. It does. Oh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the baddie. Yeah, oh, that looks... Yes. I, for some reason, I thought he was Electro, not Mag, uh, not uh, um, not Magneto. It's uh, something with an M. 
Oh, shit. Yes. Losing my name. I know, and I I totally, my brain went blank. It's been a long ass day. Well, I'm telling you, I saw him in that trailer, and I'm like, I don't care what his motives are. I'm 100% on Don't even care. We don't know anything about it yet, but the 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 Star Wars Episode Nine comes out, I think, around uh, Christmas time. So that's a little further away, mm-hmm. but excited hey, to see what happens there. Something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. I mean, we got like three Star Wars movies in like two and a half calendar, two and a half count, like a two and a half years, basically. And yeah. So it's gonna be like a year and a half since we've had a Star Wars when this comes out. And then our man from Strange Indeed, he's gonna be Hellboy. Yes, David Harbour and the new Hellboy. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that yet, but that looks really fun. It looks like it'll be a fun movie. I saw his posters because I follow him on Instagram, so I've seen some of the promo shots. I haven't yet watched the trailer. I feel a little bit bad about that. Check it out. It looks looks pretty fun. Oh, good. Well, with David Harbour, he's... I feel like he's going to bring a lot of what he has, like with um, like his own personality and a little bit of what we see that he brings to Hopper on Strange uh, Stranger Things. Um, that he's going to bring some of that to Hellboy in a super fun, dark way. So I can't imagine it being anything, but I'm excited. That's cool. Oh, and Rima, I don't know if you can hear that or not, but uh, mm. it looks like we've just got our ten thousandth token. And so now I think it's time for us to talk about the Netflix movie, Cam. Well, thank you to whoever that was for putting us over the edge there. Thank you. Uh, So first off, I want to say that I was not the one that chose this movie. (laughs) I love how you keep throwing that disclosure out. That like, disclaimer, this was not Sean's choice. I was sitting in the living room watching this and Tiffany was like, Did I get you in trouble? Almost. Did I get you in trouble? (laughs) Because like she, she you know, usually she goes to bed, but when I'm watching these, and she usually doesn't come out because when she goes to sleep, she goes to sleep. But she kept like coming out at, like the times it was like specifically like the cam video. Oh my god! And I've got my headphones in. Like I wanted to like pause it. Like this is a movie. Like I'm not like this person isn't real. You're not on a real cam video yeah. happening in the moment. <laughs> because that's I mean you know we got a guy in here. Uh, uh, what was his name? Um, Bernie. You know, Bernie was definitely that, you know, married dude that goes to these sites and spends too much money. Yes. um, I really, I'm glad you picked this. I really dug it besides, (laughs) besides the amount of boobies and sexual stuff that was going on in here. That was a plus Uh as well. But it was a, it was a creepy movie. Um, I like that you really don't know uh, why the stuff happened the way it did. It just did. And to me, like I've got a lot of like theories and thoughts of like you know what each character was playing in, and that's why I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are when we get into mm-hmm. it a little deeper. But it was just kind of a fun ride. It kind of kept me on my toes. Wasn't something that was extremely complicated to watch, which I enjoy. Like you could kind right. of just watch it for what it was, but you can make it as complicated as you want as you try to like dive into it even deeper. Yeah. Um yeah, and I'll I'll cop to it. This was my choice for a movie this time around. So, uh, you know, hey, just you know, tell tell all your wives this was all my <laughs> fault. But I could just imagine you, Sean, like you're in your laundry room or something with like your headphones and like your iPad or your laptop watching <laughs> this in secret, and then you get caught like you're really doing something really bad when you're really not. Um, I had my hands that, up straight up in the air the whole time. <laughs> so she comes, it's like, no, it's a, it's not what you think it is. I swear, I swear. This is all innocent. There is a method to my madness whenever I chose this. Um, 
it was even different than what I had expected, but I, it got really great reviews. I think it got up to like a 92 or 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And, you know, that's, for a Netflix original movie, that's pretty good. Yeah, and um, they had the Blumhouse backing, which is cool. Blumhouse has got a lot of cool stuff. They're kind of com- they're kind of yeah. like the uh, the Lionsgate of like the early mid two thousands because Lionsgate was pushing out a bunch of great horror movies, and Blumhouse yes. has kind of jumped on that horse since then. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then uh, Stephen King praised it after oh, he nice. watched it. He he tweeted about it and said it was really great and praised the performances and the story that he really enjoyed it as well. So, hey, you've got the master of horror himself giving it some praise. So it's definitely worth checking out. I feel like anytime I see him recommend a book or a movie or a show, I'm like, oh shit, I need to go put that on my list if it's not already. Uh, who isn't going to listen to that man? Um, and you know what's interesting too? Like This almost feels like it could have been like a Black Mirror Oh my God, yes, movie. thank you. I have that on my notes too. That it, this was a very, very much like a Black Mirror esque. Yeah, like it's it's kind of a new it. social norm. Like you could apply. Like yes, this is a very like it's cam girls. It's you know it's it's a uh, it's stripping on the internet kind of stuff. Like that kind mm-hmm. of you know very sexualizing type thing. But you know like there's a lot of things and like you know her trying to make it up the list. Like you know. I had thoughts of like podcasting with those, you know, as you podcast, yeah. like, oh, I want to move up that list. I got to move up that list. I got to, exactly. I got to meet people. Get up and in do the ratings. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Facebook, I got to get those likes. I got to get those likes. Like I'll do anything for those likes. Um, yeah. YouTube videos. I mean, people do so many stupid things to, to get likes and to get, get likes. you know, go viral. And, uh, and you get that here, which was, you know, very, I, I mean, it was different. I, yeah. And like with this stuff too, like I've always wanted to, and not like, it's probably going to sound creepy just because it's coming from a dude, but I don't mean it in a creepy way, <laughs> but I've always wanted to kind of like interview like somebody that's done like a cam thing, like seriously for an extended period of time or like a stripper yeah. or like even a prostitute just because it's I'm just I'm interested like, in that life experience. Exactly. Like it's a very, yeah. like, it's not, it's just something you don't like run into people that you're like, oh, oh my gosh, you were a cam girl for three years. Well, what the hell was that like? Yeah, well, and it's it seems to be like so taboo, you know, that um, you know, we shouldn't talk about it and, you know, people get shamed for it. And that's what I really enjoy and I'll just go ahead and start talking about it and some of the notes that I have about um about this movie that first off, really great performances. The the lead actress, um Alice or Lola, however you would like to refer to her, uh played by Madeline Brewer. If you guys don't recognize her, she um and, and maybe you don't because not everyone watches it, but she was uh on The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. She played a character, she was not a main character, but she was a side character, uh, but she was played uh very prominently by Madeline Brewer on The Handmaid's Tale. Very Im- made quite an impact uh, on that show while she was on there. And I thought she did an outstanding job um, in, in this movie and with what was required of her uh, to, to play a cam girl. She's not only was it a great performance, but she's in virtually every scene. I mean, she doesn't get a break and she, not only is she in almost every scene, but she, Pulls off like three characters. Yeah, that's very in true. the movie. She plays Alice. She plays Alice as Lola, and then she plays you know uh, Bizarro Lola. So she she has this great performance where she goes back and forth between several realities, but she also keeps it pretty grounded. You know, as the plot keeps making all of these twists. Um, so I thought she did a fantastic job 
uh, you know, in her performance. I got a really strong Anna Ferris vibe from her. Mm-hmm. Like I felt yeah. like um, in any of the scenes, I felt like she she kind of looks like Anna Ferris a little bit, and she kind of had the mannerisms of Anna Ferris. Don't know if that's just her naturally or if she was going for that, but multiple times I kind of got that feel. Right, I get that. I see that. Um, again, I'll also say you were talking a little bit about having an interest in. Uh, like interviewing someone who's maybe a sex worker in some, in whatever capacity, what this is what I enjoyed about the movie um, was the portrayal of this positive outlook on sex workers. People are so negative towards sex workers and they just assume that someone is down on their luck. And that's why they're having to, uh, be in this type of work because they need the money. If someone is stripping or someone um, is a cam girl or something that it must be some horrible reason as to why they've had to sink so low um, to, to do this type of work. And that's not true. What's really great in this movie is Alice is just a regular girl. Yeah. Like she's just living her life. She's a regular girl. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if they specified the town, but they're in like Arizona or something, right? I think is where the movie takes place. So she's in not a super glamorous part of the world. She doesn't live a super glamorous life, but she's very driven and she's very passionate. And you get to see the person behind the cam. You know, she's she's a persona, you know, in front of the cam um, and a personality. But behind the scenes, she's just a regular girl. But she's just mm. very driven. And she loves what she does, which is, I, I think, the uh, real story of so many people who are either cam girls or, or sex worker of, of whatever sort. There's so many different, you know, ways that you can be a sex worker, you know. But they enjoy the work. That's why they're there, and there is no shame in that. And and I hate how there is shame put on that and the and, and the people who do that type of work. I think it's, you know, they're the ones in, in the power and the control, and um, I think it's great. And that's what I think what gave us a, a different outlook in this movie versus so many other movies when they talk about sex workers and things of that nature. What do you think? No, I agree with that because it's, it's definitely, you know, it, her mom kind of said it when she found out. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you have so much confidence. Like, it was just a different, it was, she was portraying a character. Like, mm-hmm. Lola and Alice are two different people. Like, Lola is this, this actress who, you know, is very open with stuff, like very interacting. Um, you know, the only thing that I always kind of feel, and Bernie was the one that kind of gave me the, the real weird vibes. And even, um, yeah, uh, Tinker, he was a creep. you know, he kind of had some, some issues. And I feel like that's the problem with a lot of those. It kind of, Though those people kind of take advantage of each other in a sense. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, you know, mm-hmm. Bernie was trying to take advantage of these girls because he had the money and was able to kind of like put himself in that situation. And maybe Tinker was getting taken advantage of a little bit because he just, there was something not right about him. Yeah. He was a little off. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I feel like sometimes he was that's stalking, what, you know, because like what was, what Tinker want? He just wanted attention. That's what he was kind of driving for. He's looking for friendship. He was looking for love. You know, he was just looking for something that he couldn't get out in the natural world just cause he wasn't, he was just an odd guy. Yeah. Um, and Bernie wanted power. I mean, that's all you could tell from him. He wanted to be able to control, you know, I'm guessing his wife, he couldn't control. I'm sure she ran the household because, you know, when she walked in the room and the one scene, he quickly threw, threw down his computer. Yeah. And so this is his way to get that power. Um, so that's the only thing that always kind of makes me 
feel like something's not right with that stuff. Not not that it's mm-hmm. not right. It's not maybe the best way to put it, but just that sometimes that can foster the wrong personalities and just not make it work right. Because that I mean, I've heard of people who've gone to strip clubs, you know, allegedly. Um, Have you? <laughs> but I mean, you. I mean, when you go to those places, like you know, the the girls there that work there, like they make they make people feel important. You know, like they come yeah. over and talk to you and. It's like, oh my gosh, like they really care about me. And then you're like, what color are my eyes? And they're like, oh, uh, blue. No, they're brown. You really don't care about me. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> How dare you? But but yeah, I, I like you wanted to be just with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. I mean, like she was portraying a character. She had confidence and she had goals and everything. And um, and then that's like the idea is that it's, it was like you said, it's a very safe thing. Like she's just kind of showing this on the internet. People have to come and see her and they can or cannot pay her, but she's not, she's not, I don't know what she's not doing. She's, but she's, but she's definitely like just an actress. She's an acting, she's putting on a show and people are watching right. it, enjoying it and, you know, paying for it. And, and I think that's great. They should be paid. I mean, look at how much work she was putting into her shows. I, I, I won't say I'm a huge fan of the, 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 when she slit her throat yeah. stunt. Oh, I wasn't sure. I was like, I just, ugh, that doesn't do it for me at all. I'm not turned on by violence and sex, um, you know, bringing those two together at all. But I know that there's a clearly a big market for it. She was getting some bucks during that stunt. And then later when the, 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 like fake Lola, um, when she shot herself. Oh yeah. I mean, that scene was very powerful. That was, I was like, that was hard to take and hard to watch. I can't imagine what it would be like for her watching like a persona of herself shooting herself like that. Um, and, 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 uh, having to watch that, I cannot imagine what that would be like, but that was difficult to watch and look how people went crazy and was throwing all this money at her Mm -hmm. and taking it. It just really opens your eyes as to, as to what's out there and, and what people will pay for. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, look at all the effort that she was putting into her shows. People are performing. Yeah. Um, they're putting their own money into these props, into their outfits. They have to pay for the the internet and, and the cameras, all the equipment and stuff to, to be able to do these shows. They should be paid for their work. I, I think people should be paid for that. Um, I know there's a lot of free porn out there, but I think people should be paid uh, for, their, for their content and the stuff that they put out there. That is their performance. Um, I just want to make a note. Where do you find free porn at? Well, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> uh, the, but I it's mean, out there. Google is your friend, Sean. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> the real theft of this, though, is like when she was talking to the the FGL line, the Free Girls Online, I think is what it was called. Uh huh. Like she says, like you guys take half my money. So mm-hmm. any money she brings in, because I mean. That's the real theft of this is there's a company who does host and do some things, but essentially whatever you bring in, they get half of just to kind of keep the the stuff running. I know there's a lot of work for that probably on there. And like, they've got the phone lines, they got the, you know, credit card processing. They've got, they've got stuff they have to pay for. They're hosting the site. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still, I mean, a lot of money to, to be taken in from, from somebody who puts in that effort like she was doing. It is. And she, and clearly the higher that you, rise in the ranks like she was trying to do. She was trying to break through that top 50 um, and couldn't quite manage it. Uh, you know, the more money you get, 
you know, yeah, uh, for sure. if you're in that top 10, you are sitting pretty, you know, but so. It, it didn't seem like, I mean, it seems like she was doing fairly well for herself before she broke in the top 50, but yeah. it was more of like, oh, I'm in the top 50, I'm in the top 10 now. It's not, oh, now I'm making, you know, buku bucks, even though I'm sure she's making more now at that point. But it was just more of that prestige, like it was that leaderboard type thing. Right. And you just want to be the best. She likes that she was really driven and just wanted to break through and, and, and climb to the top. And I don't see any problem with that. Why is it any different than when you're working whatever nine to five job that you have and you want to rise to the top mm-hmm. and, and, you know, move your way up? What's wrong with that? Because she's happening, happening to be a sex worker and a cam girl doing it. So I really love the sex positive um, aspect of this. And I love the positive outlook on sex workers because we don't get that um, at all. And, and I, I hope that that educates some people um, as to what it's really like. Because the, the writer, uh, or at least the main writer um, of this movie, I'm going to butcher her name. So I apologize. I think it's Isa. Mazai, Mazay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I meant to look her up. Is she a comedian? No, she's a former cam girl. Oh. Yeah, so she it, it she drew from her own experiences as to what it's really really like, and um, I find that fascinating. And I thought that was great um, that she was able to to kind of put that out there and make make something of it with a friend of hers um, who helped her with the story um, for this movie. And then she gave all of that aspect of what it's really like and putting that positive spin on it instead of all that um, taboo that we always get. So yeah, but another what you're mentioning too, like, um, so you talked about like the, the thing she did with like the, the faking the suicide and stuff like that. Like that was, you know, there was a, I mean, so I'm sure some people are like, oh my God, like that's, that's my kink, which is weird in my opinion and doesn't do anything for me. But I mean, like a lot of the people that were throwing money into it was more of like, oh my gosh, like this is the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Like you're putting on right. a show, here's money mm-hmm. for it. Right. So they could be throwing money at it for different reasons. They could exactly, just be like, yeah. that's a really great show. I'm going to you know, praise you in the form of money as that's how, you know, it is on this site is you throw money at someone for a performance, regardless of the type of performance, or if that is your kink. Um, and that's what does it for you as far as, you know, kind of mixing, um, you know, the sex with the, uh, with the violence, um, and graphic nature, then go for it. Um, but it sure, it certainly took me aback that I wasn't expecting that, um, straight away, whenever you, when you know, whenever you started it. So. Yeah. It, it definitely made me like in the first 10 minutes of this, it made me a little nervous watching it because like some of the, mm-hmm. the words that the guest was using, who was tinker just pretending. Yeah. I, I've never liked that kind of stuff at all. Like it always makes me super uncomfortable and gets yeah. me on the defensive really, really quickly. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad it was just really like that little piece of like, that's not what the theme of this whole movie was. Cause I'm not going to lie, Rima, if, if it was, I might have had to stop watching it because that's, that's stuff I get that it. I, just, I can't handle very well. Um, I get it. I'm, well, I'm glad that you were able to continue, that it didn't um, go on like that for you and that you were able to continue so we could talk about it. Because I think it was um, really interesting and definitely worth the watch. And I hope, you know, others watched it as well and got something out of it and, and enjoyed it. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about... You, you kind of mentioned it when you first started uh, talking about is is it was kind of nice how it was not quite explained to us 
what exactly happened? Like what in the world's happening as she's sitting here? Um, she has a show. She's trying to up her rankings by uh, having this performance with one of her friends. Um, and then the next day she logs in and her show's essentially been taken yep. over. And how weird would that be? I have a couple theories. And okay. I'm trying to process this. So, so we saw uh, the night she did the steak eating thing. So she, she made this like fancy dinner and she ate it. And she was at like 58 or 57. And she got herself all the way up to number 50. And quickly, as she gets to 50, before she can get below 50, she starts ticking back. Mm-hmm. And that was due to, it's not really even mentioned, like if this is her rival or who it is, but the girl that was called Princess, who's a non-nude uh, performer, mm-hmm. is saying, hey, I'll, I'll take off more of my clothes if we get Lola down from 50, if we drop her 10 points. My, my theory is that this copying thing that happens happens to the girls that get into the top 50. Yeah. So when you break, because that's what happened the night she rode the, the Verberator, Vibrator 10,000. Vib- Vibratron or Vibratron. something? Vibratron, yeah. I've got like three of those in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> I have a backup for my backup. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> um, now I'm flustered. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, edit that out. <laughs> Um, so, so like when she's getting up there, like princess did this thing to kind of pull her back and princesses, her character was out of the top 50 and she only did non nudes. Like she was very clear. It's like, I don't take off my clothes, which seems more to be a, like some people would go for that, but it wouldn't be a very high profile, like lots of people throwing their money at her kind of thing. Right. So my theory is that once, once these girls get into the top 50, that's when the, the copying, for lack of a better understanding, demon takes over. Mm-hmm. And so Princess was putting an effort to save her from that. Because the night she used that Verbatron 10,000, she gets into the top 40, or in the mid-40s, and that's when the next day she's lost control of her account. So that's that's the kind of theory I have. I don't know if you've got something different or if you have some other thoughts, but... <sighs> Well, I mean, I I don't know, and like I said, there even the the writers don't tell you in interviews. Then you know they 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 leave it pretty well open to interpretation and um, kind of let you figure it out on your own. And so I like that. I like that they're not like, oh no, you're wrong. It's it's this. Uh, so it to me, it's kind of like a virus, or mm. s- could be like a really intelligent software created by a hacker. Or is it like, um, do, have you ever seen those, uh, you bid up on products? So everything starts at a penny. Yeah. And after 30 seconds, if nobody else bids another penny, it sells for that amount. Oh, I've heard of it. I've never done that. I don't, I don't know if they do them anymore. So okay. basically high level, what they are is you, you buy, you buy points essentially. And each point's like a penny. So mm-hmm. they'll say, Hey, we've got this iPod for sale. It's, on sale right now, starting bids 10 cents. You say, okay, I'm going to bid 10 cents. That cost you 10 cents to bid that. Mm-hmm. So if after a minute or whatever the, the time limit is, it's counting down. If it goes out, you just got an iPod for 10 cents. But the, the thing is, is somebody's going to see that and be like, oh, well, I'll bid 10 cents for that. Well, now it's 20 cents. So if that person wins, they have to buy the iPod for 20 cents, but you've paid 10 cents, they've paid 10 cents, and now they're paying 20 cents for it, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. But how so, the hell are you getting an iPod or an iPad for 20 cents? <laughs> so what these companies did is they wrote software for themselves that whenever they saw some of these things not selling, they mm-hmm. would automatically bid it up. So oh. if you get on there and you see this iPod, nobody else is looking at it and you bid your 10 cents and then it gets down to one second, all of a sudden it jumps up. Okay. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll spend another 10 cents because I'll buy it for 50 cents or a dollar or whatever. But you get so invested, you end up like, well, shit, I've put 30 bucks into this thing on my points. And it's now at $30, so I got to bid. I got to keep bidding. Mm-hmm. And each time people are, are spending this money for these points. Long story wow. short, but my thought is, is that like maybe this was the FGL. Whenever they saw these girls get into this top 50 and they're, they're high-ranking people, they built this kind of like AI software that mimicked them. And kind of mm-hmm. kept them going because they already had an audience. They already were bringing in money. Now instead of having to give uh, only get fifty percent, they're getting a hundred percent of this. That's actually um, I don't have it in my notes as far as like what I think's happening. I don't think it's I don't I think it's a good theory. But I did read that somewhere that um, somebody theorized that it was FGL behind. Mm behind it so that way they didn't have to pay these girls they could keep their top girls rise them to the top and then like you said they get to keep all of the money instead of giving half of it to those girls um, that are real girls and not the copies Um, so it was kind of a way of phasing them out and then there's you know of course nothing because you saw how shitty the customer service was when, when she's like calling them up and you know you would think that if you're giving half your money to a site like this that, you know, should be going out of its way to help protect the people on that site due to the work that the nature of the work that they're doing Mm -hmm. and that there are so many creepers out there and you're dealing with the internet, um, that she would have gotten some better service. So it does make it seem suspicious that they weren't very likely to work with her. And then when she called back wanting like, Hey, I called and here's my um, ID number and things like that. And they're like, uh, that's not valid. We don't write. So it's so easy for them to just, well, we just don't know who you are. Yeah. We're just not going to help you. So it does seem very suspicious on their end of things. I think it's a viable theory for sure. Well, and you see that in today's social media things. Like if you if you if you go to do like a Facebook ad, um, I've done those for a couple podcasts that I do. It's like, oh, well, I'll put twenty bucks on this Facebook ad, and you won't get any hits on it at all. And like, you know, an hour before your your campaign ends, it's so like, mm-hmm. oh, you spent like a dollar. All of a sudden, in the last you know, 10 minutes, it jumps up to like, oh, no, wait, you got all these clicks in the last 10 minutes. Now you've paid 20 uh, bucks. Interesting. And it just, and like you look at the the people that have liked it and they all seem very like not real profiles. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so it, it makes it look like you're getting, you're paying for all of this um, exposure, but there's some sort of autobot like you. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. It's like you're paying for a service, but you're, but because it's all behind these like, these computers and things like that, that you can't really prove that you're getting the service that you're asking for. It's just like, Oh yep. You got exactly what you paid for. But did I, did I really? Yeah, exactly. What you were talking about the bidding thing. And I seem to remember way back in the day when eBay was still somewhat newish that there were, wasn't there some kind of story going around that some, somebody had figured out some way of upping bids automatically, like fake bidders, to oh, bid on probably. things to, yeah. to kind of keep people interested because they see people bidding. So they'll have like an Autobot kind of up the bid a little bit and it keeps it going. Not to really, I guess to kind of, you know, so they get their full amount or get their, their you know, whatever they are wanting to get. 
um, out of out of whatever it is that they're selling. I could have swore I heard something about that on eBay. I don't. I, eBay scares yeah. me. I don't like going on eBay. I bet it's a very similar thing because I mean, you think about it, it's very much like human competitiveness. Like, and this has happened to me when I first got into eBay because um, I was like just getting into comics. I'm like, oh well, I want to get this comic, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's six bucks. Okay, I'm going to do six bucks. Mm-hmm. And then somebody like outbids you for seven fifty. You're like, oh, well, I'll go up to fifteen. And then all of a sudden, within an hour, because of the auto pay or whatever, like not auto pay, but like the the max bid you put in, it's like, why well, put in fifteen? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're still not the highest bidder because they said they go up to sixteen. And you again, it's just like that bumble. Or not, blah, 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 I'm gonna cut that out. It's like that other company where they have the incremental ones, where it's more of. It, it just goes back to you being invested. It becomes a game. It's like, well, I'm already $30 in for this $300 mm-hmm. iPod. I got to keep going. And if you get 10 or 15 people to put in that 40 to $50 range, I mean, you've just bought – I mean, all these people have just bought like three iPods together, and you, the company's only had to sell one. That is so weird. I don't get that at all. The, those have gotten into it's been a few years, but those have gotten a, a decent amount of trouble because of it. Because they were they would create these bots that would, you know, it's like, oh, we haven't made our money on this. Let's keep incrementing it. Which I'm sure there's companies who sell on eBay who do the same thing because there may truly be only two people like bidding on this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, I've already said I'd spend twenty bucks. So what's twenty two bucks? Well, I already said twenty two. What's twenty five? What's thirty? What's forty? And, you know, before you know it, it's like, well, I got to win. I got to win this. Jeez, it's like gambling. And I hate gambling. It's, ooh, so yeah, it's pretty close to it. I don't, I don't like that. Well, this, we were talking a little bit when we first started the conversation about this movie uh, of how it did have a very Black Mirror feel to it. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed about it because clearly we're huge fans of Black Mirror around here, just talking about it anyway. Um, and gosh, I know that you watched. You didn't see season three. You said right of yeah. I haven't of seen Black season Mirror. three yet. I cannot remember. I'm going to mention an episode, and I can't remember what season it's in. So if you want to remove your 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 um, headphones or something, so I don't this. I, I'm not going to go into detail, but slightly spoilery. Um, in Black Mirror episode called "Be Right Back." In that episode, a company offers a service that brings the dead back to life, kind of. Uh, yeah, I've seen that episode. Okay, where it clones the person's body. Um, they implant a personality derived from a person's internet history from social media activity to Google searches. And I think that that's kind of what happens here is that, you know, Lola has, she's spent months and months and months as this cam girl, and she's accumulated hours worth of herself on the internet. And this virus or whatever this is synthesized that information and created a newer because it, it was essentially her, but it, she wasn't she. Didn't you kind of when you were watching this new Lola, she was kind of newer, sleeker, a little less human ish. A little um, bit, yeah. And it seems like she was really kind of designed to perform on the internet because she's of the internet, is what I kind of got got from it. And you can see also find evidence of this when Alice finds Baby Girl. Um, who we find out is a copy mm-hmm. and has been a copy for months um, where they're quoting, she baby girl is quoting one of Lola's old videos, yeah, proving yeah. that the virus draws from the entire group of girls. So um, that is something that I was kind of thinking of and where my mind was going as to what this thing really was. But I kind of like how they left it kind of open. I thought performances were great. Um, I thought it was 
interesting. I thought it was different. I really love that we got a strong female lead who was uh, very much in control, that she wasn't going to let anything stop her. She was going to keep going. She was going to find out what the hell was happening. She was going to get her account back no matter what. And man, did she do that full force there at the end, um, getting her other self to turn over her password by essentially wanting her to hurt herself and the new Lola, the bizarro Lola couldn't hurt herself. Um, and she won. So, but, but she had to break her nose to do it. Yeah. And then what'd she do? You're thinking, what is she going to do next? What's she going to do? Cause she gets her account back. She gets it deleted. Uh, she gets back control. And what does she do? She comes back. Yeah. Which is great. Cause like, uh, as she's talking with her mom, cause her mom was really, well, one, her mom was a little bit creepy in the conversation they had. I don't know if you got creeper vibes in that or not. Yeah, just a little. Her mom, yeah, her mom was a little different. Um, I don't know if it was just like her like swirling her cup or I was like, I just, like, I was expecting like, like something really weird could have happened in that scene and you'd been like, oh my gosh, this is outside of the internet. Although yep. it kind of like, everything we saw seems to stick pretty close to the internet. But her mom asked her, she's like, you know, so what are you going to do if it happens again? And she's like, well, I'm going to something along the lines like, well, I'm going to stop it. And then I'm going to go back to doing this again. And that is very much like badass woman. Like I'm taking control of this. This is mine. This is my identity. This is my creation. Somebody tries to take it. I'm going to get it back and start all over. Yeah. Like she knows now what to do to defeat it if it happens again. And she's uh, not going to let it stop her. That she'll just keep recreating herself and reinventing herself in these new characters. Um you know, to, to rise to the top. So I like that. She started off at like 130 something thousand, wasn't yeah. it? Like in the rankings or something. So she's got some work, but I really, I love that she was willing to start back from the bottom and, uh, go back. So I, I thought it was a great story all in all. And, um, I enjoyed it. I hope others did too. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, it's, it caught my interest and, um, it's, I'm, I'm it's glad. Got- I'm glad you're still here to talk about it and that you didn't get in, in big trouble for watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, when uh, Tinker was in the bathroom. You know, that, that's a compromising <laughs> position you don't want to get caught in because it's definitely deer in the headlights. Definitely, definitely. Oh. Sorry if we got anyone into trouble um, watching this movie. That was not my intent. Um, you know, that's that's when you watch it alone iPad or the the laptop and the buds and uh, this this is a I I thought they did a great job because this is definitely like you know you look at the subject matter and you look at like where they were in some stuff like they could have made this a a more risque movie than it was Mm -hmm. you know I mean they did have some girls topless but there was nothing like the most sexual thing I think you saw was when um, she was on that Verberizer three thousand thing right and even that wasn't like too bad. And I say no, too bad in too sense bad. of like, you know, if my wife walks in, like I can explain that pretty easy. Like, no, this is a movie. This is what's about. And she's like, okay, that's weird, but I'm moving along. It's not like, no, you're watching porn in the living room. <laughs> Your you son is asleep in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I've been there. Um, so I get it. Um, yeah. Well, I, it was definitely interesting, um, and I think that it was certainly worth worth a watch for everyone. I enjoyed watching it, and I love that um, 
the the females they let the writers and directors and everyone involved in the show allowed the females to have control over how much nudity that they showed in the movie. Nice. So, you know, everything that you saw, it wasn't like, okay, well, you have to be nude for this or you have to show your tits, you have to show your ass, you know, something like that. Um, they let them control. And so they, you know, however, whatever you saw in the movie was actresses controlling how much they exposed themselves um, in those scenes. So I really enjoy that. They really gave them the power. They gave them the control to say how much and how far they were willing to go with things. So I enjoyed that as well. That's what I love so much about, you know, everything behind the scenes and also what you saw on the screen as far as the story. So That's cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so much sleaziness that comes out of that that the movie business that mm-hmm. and I, the story I've heard. So there, there's I don't remember the movie, but there is a very quick scene of a girl in a shower, like showering, and I think it's a full, like completely naked scene, mm-hmm. and it's like the the scene's less than thirty seconds. And the story of how they shot that is the director said, "Hey, this is going to be an all day shoot," and apparently that day and it was some like not high profile actress, but she was kind of getting up there. And apparently that was the day, like all the producers decided they, they had to be there that day. And Oh, let's go the, see what's happening on set today. Yeah, And the director <laughs> was kind of a creeper and it's Jesus. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's just my Midwestern values or what it is, but it's like, seriously, like what the fuck's wrong with people? <laughs> I know, and I'm not against nudity at all in any form. I say bring it as long as everybody is comfortable with it. Yeah. I want you know the the actors and and everyone to be comfortable with it. I want people to be respectful, you know, that are on set and have to you know put someone in such a vulnerable position. Um, but I'm all for it as long as every all parties are um, um, accepting and respectful, and. Um, Nobody feels, you know, gets put in a in a powerless type of position. Completely you know, agree. Yeah. The current climate, you know, the kiddo and I just totally off subject of just watched the uh, Surviving R. Kelly series. So that definitely, along with everything else um, in the news today, that puts some things into perspective. Let me tell you. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's the thing. Is like, and it's I guess it's not just the movies. I mean, there's there's families that hid stuff that they shouldn't have, and this is definitely off topic, but. I always hate it whenever you hear like years later, it's like, oh, well, we knew about that. It's like, really? You knew yeah. about it? Yeah. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So that's that's what I really liked about, um, you know, hearing that was that they gave them control. Like, you know, they never said that you have to be nude. If you choose um, or not choose, then they, they had that control. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, everyone it, I, should have that choice. And it fit. Like, I mean, when, when the it first started, she kind of had like, you could tell like the thing was like pasted or something. So it wasn't like showing anything. And I was kind of like, okay, if like, if this is the whole movie, like completely, that's fine. That's be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, again, cause I'm watching in the living room and the wife is going to be walking by. <laughs> uh, but I thought everything was done pretty tastefully. There wasn't like, it wasn't, none of the moments where, where that happened, it felt like it was a force like, Oh, okay. Here's our, here's our boob shot. Right. We got to have our boob shot here. Absolutely. It did feel natural. And, exactly, and yeah. organic like you would expect it to be um, if you're really watching um, real cam girls. I've always been kind of fascinated with that. I thought, man, that's a hell of a side job. Um, you know, that's not that would be something that I wouldn't be, you know, completely turned off by um, earn a little extra money on the side. I'd have to have a hell of a disguise, though, because I'll be damned if I'm going to get called out for that shit. Yeah, I've always thought that, like, if if there was a more of a calling for, like, cam guys... Like why not? You know, 
Yeah, there's I don't know much of a market for that, Sean, but yeah, you know, I've hey. Been, I've been posting tasteful keep your memes eyes on the internet for years and right. I've only got like six likes and they're all from my you mom, sh- which is weird. You should get paid for it, Sean. <laughs> you should get paid for your performances and you should get paid for that. You are an artist. Uh, the um, only last thing I would say for this is I think we've got three new rules and I had to write these down because they made me laugh. Okay. So we we don't do public shows. Okay. I say we, so I'll just say I, because we's kind of weird. I don't do public shows. I don't tell my guys I love them, and I don't fake my orgasms. Right. When good rules. Was, uh, when she was talking to her friend about that and mentioned those, I was like, yeah, those are good rules. Those are pretty good rules. Good rules, which is when you know that something is wrong whenever her copy is telling her um, uh, followers that she loves them. Yeah, that's She's the like, only she thing. Do that. There was there was a couple things that I thought were uh, gonna kind of like expose this. So one, whenever she wasn't Lola, she had this like, and I have this tick too, where like she'd bite her fingers or bite like her nails, mm-hmm. and her Lola wouldn't do that. The the copy Lola. So I thought maybe that was gonna play a part in it. Mm-hmm. And then the other part was saying I love you to the guys. Like I figured like they would catch on to that because she never did it. Um, and the only other kind of caveat to that when. Um, whenever she was having her copy like spank herself, mm-hmm. I was thinking that she would be on like the receiving end of that too. Mm-hmm. Like she would feel the pain or look down and she'd have bruises on her butt or something like that. Or like when she'd bite her finger, oh. her, her copy would have that happen too. That wasn't the case at all, but because it seems like they were very much completely disconnected. They were they mm-hmm. didn't have any kind of supernatural connection. No, it didn't appear to be. She seemed to be totally like fake and made up, in my opinion. Now, yeah. how she came to be, we don't know. But um, yeah, she seemed to be completely um, her own entity, fake or not. But great movie. I'm glad you picked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's. I think probably safer for me to pick out this type of movie than you. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets, it's coming from a better place when I'm saying, "Hey, let's watch this <laughs> movie about cam girls and and sex and nudity and um, violence." Um, definitely although, comes better for me. Although, no, I'm getting the se- the suggestion for I think it's like Sex Education on Netflix. It's a be- it's a uh huh. Like Gillian Anderson. Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am too. Yeah, I, I've seen a little snippet of that, and I love Gillian Anderson, but I'm like, I just don't know what to think about this. But of course, it just came off of Cam, so I have to look at that one later. Well, really great talking about that one with you in our top shows for 2019. Um, with that, since we wrapped up that piece, we're going to go into messages from the Strange Indeed room. That's our own personal cam room, so join yeah. us. Number <laughs> one, baby. That's right. We are number one in our own little world. <laughs> <laughs> so time for listener feedback. I'll go ahead and take this next, uh, this first one that we have from Christian Queller. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Um, they're giving us uh, their shows that they're looking forward to in 2019. So this list is Legion, Game of Thrones, Good Place, You're the Worst, and of course, Stranger Things. I like that list. I'm ashamed of myself. I left Legion off my list. Ooh. Ah, Laura Willie Swink just dropped us 10,000 coins, 10,000 tokens. So we're going to read hers now. Uh, so she has Legion, American Gods, Walking Dead. Yeah, I said it. I am finally looking forward to the season return <laughs> in the same boat. And of course, Stranger Things and Father Muckin' Game of Thrones. Woo! 
We're getting a lot of consistency on our lists here. Uh, Tony Douglas says Velvet Buzzsaw and Ooh, Russian Doll. Have you seen doll. that trailer for Velvet Buzzsaw? I don't even, I haven't even heard of that. What it's is a, that? It's a Netflix movie. Uh, it's got, um, oh, it's got, I think it's got the the guy who's in the Spider-Man movie, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, and it's about, it, oh, it's right up our alley. I actually is it? thought about suggesting this. The okay, trailer so it's shows, a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's not, okay. Um, and the trailer is like this, um, it's like this art guy who's like really into art. And then all of a sudden this like homeless guy dies and the girl finds off his artwork. And so they put it up, but his artwork like comes to life. Oh, okay. Well, in not so good ways. It looked, right. it looked creepy, but cool. Trailers on Netflix then? Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out and let you know what I think. So, well, thanks, Tony, for introducing that to us. He goes on to say, Velvet Buzzsaw and Russian Doll are the ones I'm looking forward to. I just watched you, hee hee, creepy, creepy, um, (laughs) and really liked it. It was a creepy good time. Hold the dark was confusing, dark, and disturbing. Waste of time. Don't bother. (laughs) Avelino Rochino says, Game of Thrones times five. That's his one, two, three, four, five. I'm there with you. Doug Fix says, Man in the High Castle, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, is that Maisel? Is it the uh, wonderful Mrs. Maisel or whatever it is on Prime? Amazon oh, Prime? Be. Or is it Netflix? Is it, what show? What is that on Netflix? Amazon? I don't remember. Um, Blinders, Peaky Blinders, Ozark, and all the Strange Indeed shows, except maybe Lost in Space. Oh, come on, Doug. Don't be a hater. Lost in Space wasn't that terrible, was it? It was okay. I definitely, <laughs> I had a tough time getting through it for sure. I had, you know, I, I, I'm glad we did it because I feel like I got something out of it. Um, I mean, we got the robot. I can't disregard, I can't dismiss the robot, Sean, and I but won't it, dismiss the robot. It was one that, like, I'm, I'm trying to think if they, when they come out with season two, if I'd want to do it the season two, I kind of think I do just where it, where it ended. I, yeah, I think I, we might have to hang that one up. I don't know that we're going to come back to that one. So yeah. And um, man in the high castle, I want to get back to watch season two. Season three comes out this year, right? Oh gosh. You know, I don't know what season it it is. I've heard of it and I, but I haven't watched it. I don't know where it's at, but I've heard good things. Um, okay. We also have a voicemail from our good friend, Steve Brown. Hey, Sean, we met Steve. Um, and I'm not sure what happened with this movie, Cam, because I watched it and I was so disturbed by it. Really, there was probably, I don't know, three places in it when I almost stopped and was done. I'm just like, uh, no, I can't. I can't watch this. And I, I, But I watched it all the way to the end. And, um, gosh, just disturbing. Um, a couple of quick things. I... I did she show the video to her little brother? It just weird stuff. Um, I felt bad for her <laughs> during the 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 vibrator, the vibrator scene in the house because you could just see the pain and, and how how just horrible she was. And it's kind of I don't know. I'm torn between whether I like the fact that we really didn't get to know what this monster or what this thing was um I, I honestly am so disturbed I, I don't know I don't think I can go back and watch it again uh, I, I really can't and um 
so yeah that that's about it it was just uh, it was hard to watch um kind of again i'm i'm torn between whether i i'm glad that we never really saw the monster or and i'm torn whether i like it or don't like it that it ended with her basically going back to this job and you know does she have some sort of plan to where this is not going to happen again are we supposed to believe that because it's happened to her once it won't happen i i don't know it was just uh just like i said disturbing and it's probably going to be a long time before i can even try to watch it again to understand it so i feel for you guys if you watch this thing more than once podcast <laughs> on it um my hat's off to you talk to you later Oh, thanks, Steve. I, thanks, I did Steve. a lot of research on this topic um, just so I could yes. feel like I could come prepared. I yeah, there was definitely a lot of research on uh, you know in in being very <laughs> thorough. We like to be thorough here, so we did a lot of research. Um, you know, it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't bother me that much. I was disturbed by the suicide scenes that got me. Yeah. Um, Once we got past that that first yeah. initial one, I was I was pretty much okay. I we didn't talk about it too much, but yeah, the one where where she sees her copy kill herself, I think was very much kind of like you the the, the pain on her eyes in that moment. I thought were just really really well done because I mean it was essentially mm-hmm. like you're watching yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it's I can't imagine what that would be like in real life. So, um seeing that. So, I was I was okay with it. The sex stuff doesn't bother me. I I'm never really bothered by that type of thing. I I thought it was a little bit I know that there's a market for the the sex and violence thing and that's fine. Um people are going to pay for it. So that's fine. It's not my thing. Um but seeing someone like you know commit suicide or attempt to commit suicide is disturbing in itself but everything else i was perfectly fine with um so i liked it thanks everyone so much for your feedback um on your top five shows that you are looking forward to thank you steve for your awesome voicemail um about the movie i truly appreciate it yeah thanks everybody all right so next week we'll start our new netflix show you uh, so the first episode is the pilot episode, and the, the description of this episode is a charming first encounter quickly turns into something more nefor- nefarious. Nefarious? Nefarious? Nefarious. Nefarious. Nefarious? Ah. Drinks in English. Uh, when bookstore manager Joe takes a very strong likely- liking to grad student Beck. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. I think this is going to be kind of that creepy, just kind of, it seems like it might tag into Cam pretty well, like when you think of like Tinker and Bernie a little bit. So I'm kind of uh-huh. curious about that. Yeah, this one's definitely going to be interesting. I think I think it's going to be a little dark. I think it's going to be fun, interesting to talk about. And I hope uh, everyone jumps on with us because I'm excited. Um, and we... Sean and I, not just me, because we're a team here, are excited for for you <laughs> to join us um, on this crazy ride while we're watching you, which is so creepy and so appropriate uh, for this show. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter um, at Strange Tcast for updates, you can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Stranger Tcast, and you can check us out on Instagram at Strange underscore Indeed underscore Pod. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. 
And you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Make sure you go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed or any of the other great Podcastica podcasts on Apple Podcast. Make sure to check out Sean and his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, comes out every Sunday, like clockwork. Yeah. Set your timer by it. Uh, and if you uh, if you like it enough, let us know, and Richard and I will totally do a cam show. <laughs> <laughs> For enough tokens, that is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's tokens or, you know, Butterfingers or, you know, even right. just likes. We'll do likes, whatever. Just, sure. just tell us you like us. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 73, Cam. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Tony Douglas is strange indeed.